0: You are listening to the Game Sports Show, powered by GEM, the game entertainment and media. We want to tip our hats to Compass Imaging and Demansky Office Interiors, two great businesses in one great location. From overall graphics to full office needs, Compass and Demansky has it all in one stop. Make sure you check them out on Facebook and on Instagram.
1: Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, powered by the game entertainment and media gem for short. You may be listening to the Game Sports Show through our website, thegamesportshow.com, or through the many media or social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram, which is tagged at the Game Sports Show, or through Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Podtail, or Amazon podcast platforms. Either way, we're very happy to be able to join us for this upload of the game. And once again, brought to you by Norton Pierre Brewing Company inside Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, located on 50 Pym Street, in Sioux St. Ontario, you can follow Northern Spirit Brewing Company on social media, Facebook and Instagram, where you can see the great products that they have on display or just go stop in to their location at 50 Pym Street. They have many great options available. I cannot stress that enough. It's delicious beer, and let me tell you, I'm having one right now, and it's going down smoothly. Any type of beer that you can think of, flavor that you desire, Northern Spirit will meet your needs. Northern Spear Brewing Company, it is a northern thing. I'm here joined by Justin Heichel and Dane Hancho to start the show and I'll get to the fellows in just a few seconds here. Going through the agenda of tonight's show, we're going to have hockey discussion here in the first two parts of the show with Justin and Dane to start us off here, as I mentioned. Then after the break, Alex Parr will be coming on board to talk to yours truly about some more hockey news and then afterwards to end the show, we'll have Connor Henderson come on by to swing the bats, if you will, for his new segment called Strike Zone, where we'll be talking about baseball you'll be seeing a lot of the strike zone in its own upload as well as our hockey uploads will be by himself as well all brought to you by Norton Superior Brewing Company so I cannot stress enough make sure you follow them on social media now let's get to introducing the guests Dane
2: how are you I'm good buddy Yeah, just sitting here about to talk about hockey wishing there was actually <laughs> hockey on to talk about but uh, yeah life's good well there's junior
1: hockey locally you know, we've talked about it on the ESPN 1400 show with uh, myself and Scott. Eight past week with the NOJHL starting their exhibition season this past weekend and getting the Didn't season the, ready. The
0: birds sweep the weekend. They
1: did sweep the weekend against the Beavers, and NOJHL actions in in full swing. And uh, they're doing the no body contact, the full face shields, and special shout again to Trevor Zachary, GM of the Thunderbirds, is also involved here at Side North Brewing Company, and. I want to say almost feels like almost like a guinea pig thing with the no body contact for the OHL. I've said that numerous times, but the OHL there's been proposals of it. It started in February, shortened season with no body contact. We don't know if that's all going to be true or not, but we're going to touch all that on the show either with us talking or when Alex comes on. So we have lots to get to, Dane. Very happy you're able to join us, Justin. We had her in the pocket segment. We hear you a lot week by week. I see you a lot. You're getting prettier each day.
0: Getting 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 weirder every day.
1: How's it going, pal? Oh,
0: you know, another day in paradise here. Yeah. Uh, hanging out, watching the uh, rugby game at Northern Superior. Because mm. that's what we got for live sports this week.
1: <laughs> Justin, I want to start everything with hockey here, obviously, off the hop, as I mentioned. And the big thing that I wanted to bring up on this first segment was the offseason. Because we're not going to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. I know we haven't had a hockey upload in particular in quite some time. And the reason being to that is because we're doing a lot of that coverage on the ESPN for editions, as well as our special edition uploads, which you can all check on our website. And now we are going to get back to routine hockey uploads, especially with local hockey getting started on our local platforms. The national news will still be doing our our weekly uploads as well. Going forward, you can check on our website. But one thing with the NHL offseason, there's been a lot of movement and trades and action. Okay, And one thing that we're going to go around the table about Is a team that sticks out to you That made strides Or surprised you or even let you down In your eyes this offseason
0: I mean I'm going to say the Ottawa Senators
1: Surprise, dud, good? Surprise Good surprise? Yeah,
0: I uh I kind of thought they were gonna, you know, get use their two first rounders there, the high first round picks. There.
1: Yeah, I thought and they were trading that. I thought they were trading those picks. I th- yeah,
0: I thought maybe they'd get one good player out of that and then play another rebuild year. You know, keep yes. it quiet. Yep. But they've uh, they've shored up the goaltending going into the future. It looks like for a little while, anyways. Yep. Matt Murray. Uh, they've made some other acquisitions. I mean, New logo. Well, yeah. Newest. Well, I think that's a whole thing though with the NHL doing a retro jersey season. Yep. Because there's a lot of other jerseys that are coming out there now. Did you See the Boston Bruins all gold ones.
2: Yes, so they don't yeah. like the Bruins. You know, it's hard
1: for uh, to see you know the beauty of the Bruins jersey. But even even the even New Jersey has a very cool jersey I'm, as well. Though I,
0: I wish they would have liked the uh, the Boston would have done like the gold with the bear on it again. Though, yeah, the bear. The,
1: yeah, yeah, the, the old school B. Actually, New school.
0: Jersey, uh, the Devils' Twitter. Um,
1: Is there any way Ottawa plays spoiler this year at all? Did they? No. No, they're still a bottom feed team, yeah. Dana. They're still, are they still finishing last in the potential All Canadian division?
2: Um, <laughs> potential. I, I, yeah, I I would say that they're probably the favorites to finish last, but I mean, <laughs> Not you never others. know what's going to happen in an All Division uh, or All Canadian Division. I mean, maybe Winnipeg slides to the bottom. Winnipeg might be going through a little bit of a mini rebuild. Patrick Lining rumors out there. Um, yeah, I agree with Justin. I like a lot of the things that they did, um, and I think they're kind of transitioning and trying to, you know, not be a bottom dweller into more of a competitive team that, uh, you know, probably won't make the playoffs, but uh, at least can, you know, maybe might be in the mix uh, come, well, I don't know what month we would call the, you know, the end of the season at this point, since we don't yeah, know when it's um, going to start, but... April, May. Yeah, I, 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 I think Ottawa's obviously definitely going to be a much more competitive team um, than last year. Um, and we'll see what happens with their uh, their two new uh, rookies, if they play or not, this year. Um, I don't think they should rush, rush them. I think Stutzel should probably go back. Yep. At least yeah, least Germany are yep. playing a little bit more of a competitive European league rather than the one that he's playing in Germany, which is, you know, obviously not the best compared to, you know, the KHL or some of the... Uh, and,
0: uh, German hockey though right now is like the next up it, it, and coming... Oh, for sure,
2: for sure. I, I just feel like the level of competition that he's currently playing, I I think like if he jumps from that to the NHL, oh, it's wow. going to be a little bit of a culture shock for, for him yeah, to get used to. You
1: hinder instant development doing that.
2: And then Jake Sanderson, on the other hand, I think you know, defensemen generally take a little bit longer to kind of Jump into it, but he has the size and, and the skill, and I mean, it's not like Ottawa's defensive roster is deep, so maybe I, he. Like, we, we
0: spent a lot of time laughing at Pierre Dorian over the years, though, and I mean, man, like this, the guy maybe knows what he's doing. Yep, and he's got the mad scientist of an owner there. I really so. like,
2: I really like where the team's going right now, and I mean, you can't, you, you got to think about all the other guys they had before, you know, this draft. Well, that, like, like they're
0: not bad. They're loaded. they like they're. They got a decent squad. Like they're 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 probably going to be the pesky sends again. I th- I would say that
1: they need to build a better rink somewhere, though. I've said that on the show for the last four years.
0: We could do a month long special on this show about how many shows we've had. Talk about how they're, they need to that They're rank. not
2: going to get a new rink until they get a new owner. But
1: <laughs> so, Dane, your team that you would say, you um, know, I think like,
2: I would relate it close to the Ottawa Senators. I was going to kind of do a mix between the Detroit Red Wings and the <laughs> Ottawa Senators. I really like what Detroit did. Bring in Troy uh, Stretcher um, they brought in Bobby Mm. Ryan uh, Thomas Grice for a little stability and net Um, so I think yeah you're kind of looking at both these teams that are like you know what we were at the bottom of the barrel last year that was our one year that we you know not necessarily tanked on purpose but you know obviously had two very bad teams and they performed as bad teams and ended up where they were they so Didn't they even win the lottery Oh, well, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> and like, you gotta look like Detroit and Ottawa Got screwed in the, in the lottery draft In my opinion, <laughs> especially the Detroit Red Wings um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, they, they still got The fourth overall pick, but yeah I like a lot of the moves that they did So I, I'm kind of looking for Detroit to, you know I would say at the very least Approve on their record from last year um, Be a little bit more of a competitive team
0: I would say competitive I don't know that the record's going to be a landslide Like uh, Absolutely I think Especially because we're looking at a shortened season But I think they are going to be a lot more competitive so
2: Yeah, I for sure I, I, I think it's just at some point you got to start With like these younger guys Developing somewhat of a winning culture And and I say that as you know, Still being a team that's Going to be a team that loses a lot But at least making strides and you know winning a couple of big games against some big well, teams it, of like you know like the Tampas, the Boston's that, or even the Toronto's that they play in the division. And if they can win a couple, you know, of, of those games a couple, during couple, the year, three, two games are, yeah. yeah, if they even play sure.
1: them, we got the. We're gonna talk more so division alignment when I have par on about the division teams that are there. But you know. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. This kind of sticking with what that division would be in the Atlantic. Seems like we're really sticking to the Atlantic in a, in a way. But I got two teams I want to stick out in particular. One was Montreal, not as a good surprise.
2: Who says it would be called the Atlantic? It won't, no, just, won't be called No, 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 no. I'm Toronto. just saying, I'm, no,
1: no, no. I'm sticking to the Atlantic. It's not called <laughs> the Atlantic. I'm saying I'm sticking with the Atlantic with my choice. Montreal was a bad I thought, I thought their off season was really too expensive. They spent too much money on Josh Anderson. They spent too much money on Tyler Toffoli. You know, you bring in Jake Allen to back up price, good security. They're paying him a pretty penny as well. Honestly, they, they got some contracts there in Montreal that are pretty big. I really feel like they didn't improve their hockey team. I feel Max Domi is better than Anderson. Anderson's a need on the team as a power forward. You need that. But Domi is a big part of that team. But obviously there must have been some problems with coaching because that was a comment that came out. And honestly, that... I feel Montreal's offseason was too expensive and it's going to cause problems. And obviously, the team that I want to give a thumbs up to, it goes without saying, I think it's quite obvious. This is a team that would originally be in the Metropolitan Division, is the New York Rangers. You know, obviously, adding Alexis Lafreniere and... You know, having winning that lottery just alters that whole franchise in a positive, I, like it really. really the Rangers it. weren't that bad to begin with. <laughs> no, That's they weren't. And then they get the win on the lottery, and then you add a winger of think such the Ra- presence. The Rangers were almost the fucking playoff team. Yeah, now like, you move Lundqvist. Lundqvist is in Washington, right? You have Shashirshkin in that. You have Gorgiev there. You don't know if Gorgiev. Um, I wonder if they're ever going to if they're going to move Gorgiev, but I don't think they would. I think you would keep two options there. But and you can also give a shout out to the Vancouver Canucks. I didn't People are giving them shit about Hopi That's a Stanley Cup winner right there. That's a veteran. That's a well liked guy in the locker room.
0: I I don't know. I kind of like the Canucks goaltending situation. Yeah, Holpi
1: and well, Markstrom was too expensive. Yeah. Would you have given Markstrom the same as Calgary did? I know I would have. Probably
2: not. But yeah. I, I, I think it's tough. I think like you're really you're you're banking on Thatcher Demko to finally be able to yeah. play. You know, sixty games in a season and. That number one goaltender And I mean they're It's the only reason Vancouver won any games Against that Vegas yeah. series Like I mean They were completely Outmatched and I, and I think You know If you're going to look at it Is are they a better team On paper Than they were last year Losing to no, and, and Markstrom I think they're definitely And Tanev, I think they're definitely A worse team Than they were no, last year
0: Tanev's a bigger loss Than I think a lot of people Yeah, are. yeah
2: absolutely And I think like Obviously, Markstrom. I mean, went the free agency, had a good year. He got paid. Calgary's been looking for a number one goaltender for a long yeah. time. Is it going to work out? I mean, I personally hope not. I hope it's a train wreck <laughs> in uh, in Calgary. That's but, the other um,
1: fan of you coming out. Yeah,
2: I, I think Jakub Markstrom. You know, is big goalie. Um, he's proved um, not even just last year, but the last couple years, he's played uh, some good hockey. So I don't know. I, I would say if you're going to talk about any Canadian teams being losers in uh, free agent frenzy. I'll go with, like, you know, the obvious pick of the Vancouver Canucks, and I will disagree you with you. Look? I think Montreal actually did quite well in free agent frenzy. They didn't overspend,
1: man. Overspending. No, no, not on
2: Tyler Toffoli they didn't. Uh, God, on four and a half million, I think, I think
0: Montreal's kind of in a bit of a jackpot. With like, what? Toffoli or Anderson? With their, or both. At both of them. I mean, like, Anderson, that contract's a fucking disaster.
1: Five and a half million dollars and, and for Josh I mean, Anderson, I mean, man.
0: And, and I have to, I got to walk lately here, all right? Talking about disastrous contracts And everything else <laughs> But I mean the guy only scores during garbage time Only scores during time And he has injury problems
1: time. already sort of
0: So I mean like yeah Montreal plays a lot of garbage time hockey But I, no, don't, team, I don't really I, know if that that's I, a sound investment I, in some, really I,
2: I, I don't I don't love I don't love that signing Obviously you can kind of compare it to like Milan Lucic I don't like giving David I Clarkson. don't like giving power forwards that much term because obviously he's making
1: a million less than Nylander and Nylander's a 30 plus goal scorer this past year
2: yeah Josh Anderson and put on 31 year or just under 30 when he was healthy jo- yeah Josh Anderson actually backchecks and plays defense and cares about you know winning and not just I was up. comparing that because in, in, a million dollar difference yeah, well, but so did man, you put did
0: you put the asterisk on that that he cares about doing that when they're down four goals in the third wow. period
2: I don't, I don't, I don't know the stat line of, of all of Josh Anderson's goals, um, but I will say, I mean, if they're both, I think they're both highly overpaid. I think,
1: you know, there's still guys that are unsigned, okay, that we can get to to talk about here. The, the, the Hoffman one blows me out of the water. I think Hoffman like and Chara. Was- Chara still kind of blows me the water, but if he does come back, you know he's got to be playing in Boston, right? Like I, I don't think he'd be signed anywhere
2: else. I think they're just working out on details, and he might retire. I mean,
1: yeah,
2: Boston's another team that, like, I don't know. Forty-three how,
1: years old, and chara
2: I don't know how you let Tori yeah. Krug walk and I'll you, be, hey, you oh do absolutely shit. nothing
0: <laughs> because the Bruins are fucked.
2: They just don't like pay they people. They one of the oh, they they're got
1: guys in the pipeline. They're gonna find.
0: Trust they're, me, they're Barstool so will help, cheap, help them find though. guys. Like, the Bruins are so cheap. You heard stories about people coming out of there saying they had to buy their own Gatorade. Like, the team didn't have Gatorade for them. <laughs> I'll have to ask a personal friend well, about Well, the that owner question. probably
2: basically said to Tori Cooties, like, if you think we're going to fucking pay you more than Marchand and, and, and you know, all, all the boys, Pasternak and, and all those guys, you're, 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 you're an idiot. Yeah. So, I mean, all those guys make six, you know, six and a half million dollars. They basically all make the exact same amount of money. Tori Krug's like I want You know North of 7 million dollars He wasn't going to Get it in Boston Somehow goes to like And I like that Whole situation Like I don't know Like what What was Petrangelo Looking for Like Like you're not Going to keep Your captain That just won You a Stanley Cup A year Because you're Going to You're going to Nickel and dime Him 500,000 yeah, dollars I, know, I like, That for yeah, the life of me No
1: No is a better defenseman than, 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 than Oh,
2: absolutely! But like, that's another disa- Vegas is another disastrous team. Disastrous contract, yeah, <laughs> disastrous. That guy's gonna be 38 when that contract does the last three years of that contract. By I al- like to see. Al- I li- I see a I see a Brent Seabrook yeah. kind of situation coming in, but I mean, I think I think Alex Petruangelo is obviously a much better skater and com- and you know has the ability to move the puck a lot better than Brent Seabrook, even if he loses a step. So obviously, I think his He's gonna last a little bit longer, but I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of crazy. And I feel like a lot of teams are just they're up against the cap. The flat cap is like, and you got to think of all these free agents, the people that lost, are the players like, like Mike Hoffman. You might as well just sign like a one million dollar deal with a fucking a Contender and just and play, go, go yeah. to Tampa, go to Tampa, one million dollars.
1: And Why he might not? sign by the time that people hear this up. Well, I mean, I it, worked, that, it, it worked for the
0: 47 it, people Tampa had on their roster this year. To a win. lot of rumors,
1: know. and I obviously hear reading different outlets and different media. The Panthers are still up there, Long Island has been rumored. And if uh, he the, went to uh, the, the Islanders, that's terrifying. Another almost. team that really was brought up that I felt was very interesting was the Boston Bruins because you know now they have that cap space they can use that additional scoring especially if there's injuries to one of their big three if you will and that secondary scoring is also it's been there but it hasn't been what it should be for boston so those are three teams that really do stick out to me but if you are why wouldn't hoffman consider the oilers
2: no the Oilers have no cops. They but don't. But
1: if if you're talking one million dollars, oh, right?
2: no, it's definitely it's definitely it's a rumor. I mean, I don't I don't think I don't think Hoffman's going to sign. No, 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 $1 no, one million dollars. No, no. He's
1: going to be a four million. He might make three or four million bucks. He's a. He's a 30 plus cool guy man This guy can put the puck in the well, net
2: Well if it didn't end so bad in Ottawa I'd say go back to Ottawa for a year or two But you know what Detroit. I almost think
0: that most people have forgot about that by now If it wasn't for dicks like us to bring it up all the time Yeah And yep. like Carlson's like not the, there like anymore the man Car-
1: Carlson's, Carlson's in San Jose now so. Yeah Matt Hoffman's former team The San Jose Sharks <laughs> You know when, when I think of Hoffman too and Like I said he might be signed by the time people hear this It's the available names. There's also a guy that really sticks out to me, he's really interesting. Tyson Susane Marie, Brandon Perlini. Brandon Perlini, former first round pick, twelfth overall, got shafted in Arizona. And I'm not saying this because these those these let me stress, these are not his words. These are this is my observation. Anyone who starts in Arizona, you're in shit. I'm sorry. Whatever, I'm sorry, Biz. Uh, I, I I I know you're a personal friend of Brooks's as well, so I, I don't know if you're going to tune into this episode in particular. I highly doubt it, cause you're a busy guy. But if you end up doing that, I know you're a, you're a Coyote guy, but I, I'm a reason and, and must one of the few, I guess. But uh, honestly, Arizona has a shit time with developing prospects. Look what happened to Dylan Strom, The guy's in Chicago and he's thriving in Chicago. Him, DePrickett, Kirby Doc, and the guys there in Chicago. Chicago's going to be a good fucking hockey team pretty soon. Again, they already are pretty decent for what they are. Uh, who am I missing? Brendan Perlini. There's another guy that was a 12th overall pick. Maybe he was, people felt he was overrated. Yeah, I don't think he was. I think he's a perfect third, second line guy who could put up 20 plus goals for you. Lawson Kraus, hard power for it. I think he played with Connor McDavid in the World Juniors. That could be incorrect. Dane might correct uh, me when I'm on it, there.
2: If you're going to talk about anybody that was overrated, <laughs> I could have told you for free that that guy was going to be nothing more than a fourth and third line. He can't skate. He's too slow. There's a now. Well, I think I think he lost in Krause's best year. I don't know if he's even put up 20 points in a year. Oh
1: no, he's not. He's not a top one guy. But like his development was hindered there in, in Arizona. He was out, sent out there to just go be a big power forward and not really use his skill. And he could have been more like a Zach Hyman. That oh, could have been I more of his. Pr- you know, I, it, I,
2: I think I think Arizona's obviously had a lot of high draft picks, and how many have turned out to be successful. Not, not, not a whole lot. So no,
1: and that's I'm just surprised guys like him. They're 24 years old, haven't been scooped up. Young guy, good project. Yeah, well. there's a lot of teams that need that need that Bec- cap space. Because right, because
0: will probably go a lot cheaper when you know a week before the season starts into a training mm-hmm. camp.
1: And there's other names out there too that are available, RFA's that haven't been signed all because of the cap bars out. Oh,
2: Anthony D'Clair still out there too. All star, uh, all star. I think he's going back to Ottawa. I would I, I think
0: his issue right now though is that he's trying to be his own agent.
2: Yeah. I think he wants to get paid and like deservedly so, but like I but mean for the no, next there's four no
0: year. money right now to, for anyone to get paid. Oh no, I know, that's, that's
2: the that's the issue. And it's gonna be like this for the next four years, so it's like do you take, you know, a four year deal where you might be getting paid a million, a million and a half less than you probably would have got in the open market if COVID wasn't a thing? Or do you bank on yourself again, hopefully things change and he tells, you know, able to recover financially a little bit sooner and you maybe just sign a two-year deal, and you're still under 30, have another two good years, and then go on to go for that big contract. But I think
0: I think it's going to create a real strange situation in the next year or so, where you've got guys like not necessarily right now, but once the season gets going, where you're going to have guys like Ally the William Nylanders that are making six and a half million, and you're going to have guys that got to come in and play on a one million dollar deal, yeah. and they're they're going to outplay them. Well, they're going to smoke.
1: Them. You better pick it up in the corners you know like that's fucking
2: <sighs> soft soft s-o-f-t well you i think you're gonna see a lot of guys like maybe like william or that just becoming like become collateral damage because oh, yeah. of, of the pandemic and it's gonna be like toronto it's gonna be backed up and like with like salary cap wise i mean tj brody that's another expensive contract i mean you William Nylander. Uh, I don't think
1: five for Brody's that bad. Yeah,
2: I know. Well, no. I like. uh, It's
1: expensive, though, in today's market. You're
2: telling me Tyler Toffoli getting $4.5 million Uh, is anything different than TJ Brody getting $5 million. The guy played beside Mark Giordano for the last five years. That's the only time he was ever relevant. Nobody knew who TJ Brody was until Giordano, you know, became, became the Norris. defenseman not he you know That's that a good he point. was
1: i won't i won't disagree with the toffoli brody comparison there are two different positions is the oh, only kind of sure, thing at the brand I, up, right?
2: I, I think if you're gonna you know rank their value i can't see one being any, any you know different. above the other so
1: justin dean we had hockey talk this is northern spirit brewing company edition we're all in different locations doing this recording i'm inside the gem studios is where the main recording's being justin i want to thank you for taking the time tonight because we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back it's just me and Alex continuing our hockey talk. and to give you guys the rest of the night off. Justin, thank you for coming on.
0: Hey, no problem.
1: Dane, it was good having you back for well, an official show for a new side of the Game Sports Show, powered by Jem. We'll have you on again next week obviously, and as uploads come with breaking news, we do presume some hockey announcements to the National Hockey League, so we might be having more and more uploads as we go as the season nears that's exciting it is and local hockey is starting back up so we're going to be all on scene thank
2: god any hockey is good
1: (laughs) good stuff Dave McKay here with the Gain Sports Show powered by Jem we're going to take a break we'll come back I'm bringing in that guy little miniature Mr. Clean Alex Parr be right back after these messages
0: Hi, it's Rob Shrimp from 44 Vision Hockey. 44 Vision Hockey is an online coaching platform for both boys and girls. The 44 Vision platform is a 360-degree immersive training model designed to help players achieve their goals. You can learn from the coaches who have all achieved from the highest levels in the game, all the way from NHL on the men's side to Olympic team members on the women's side. Check out our website at 44visionhockey.com.
3: You can follow The Game Sports Show on Facebook and Instagram at The Game Sports Show.
1: Welcome back to the Game Four Show. David McKaig here continuing tonight's upload with our hockey and baseball combination upload here. This upload brought to you by, as you've heard from the beginning, Northern Superior Brewing Company located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And Northern Superior Brewing Company has been a part of the Games Four Show family for over three years now. Special shout out again to Trevor Zachary, Blake Winter, and the crew at Northern Superior Brewing Company. The beer is absolutely delicious. They've got many flavor options available. Make sure you hit them a follow on Facebook and instagram now introducing on this second part of the show the one and only alex Parr. Parr, how's it going pal
3: i don't even know if i remember how to do this anymore it's been so long since i since i've last been on here it is it's good to be back and i mean nothing against the guests because we've had some i spent like pat yourself on the back these guests have been a one but it's nice just to chat with you sometimes you know Oh, it's
1: nice. It's good to get our rhythm going. The chemistry that we have is obviously evident. You have been a part of the show now for over a year, which dates back mm-hmm. to uh, the, the online viewing days and also just through our streamlines here on our platforms. But unfortunately, you couldn't be in person here inside the Game Entertainment and Media Studios here tonight uh, for no, this sir. For this edition, of course, as I mentioned again, brought to you by Northern Superior Brewing Company. You, you weren't able to join myself, Dane and Justin, which you heard at the first part of the show, obviously. But I'm very glad that you're able to jump on right now and get some conversation that we did not touch on at the beginning to touch on right now. And mm-hmm. honestly, we did not have, as we did a test to at the beginning of the show, a hockey upload since the summer, since before the playoffs <laughs> started and we kept the hockey side silence with news but like as you just mentioned we had a lot of special edition upload shows that you were a part of and we've great we've had great new additions to our family in that as well with living season mm-hmm. and 44 vision hockey so at the end of the day despite not having that news that we usually have provided in the past as frequently we've been able to give that hockey upload content and you've been a part of those many of those uploads actually par especially mm-hmm on there in the voice or if you're on the back end of it uh, all the instagram uploads in terms of the short videos and the stories and the posts that's been all you and and honestly we're going to get back to obviously doing routinely uploads with hockey news since it's going to start coming up before the season gets underway if they if it all stays mm-hmm. to projected to start and just talk about that right off the hop here park Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of rumors okay, about what is going to be going on. We're waiting for 100%. We're not going to sit here and say that we know everything. I'm not going to say that I had a conversation with Gary Bettman and his lawyer saying that I know the secrets about what's going to be happening in the National Hockey League for this upcoming season. To much of everyone's surprise, potentially, that I did not reach out to Gary Bettman through social media since I have been known as the cable guy now with terms of reaching out to people. <laughs> Nonetheless, it has been... Overall, a lot of rumors with this Canadian team hub, uh, the bubble, if you will, and that other teams kind of division realignment, temporary realignment, short term hubs all around, and this has been articles on hl.com TSN. It's been also on other outlets such as ESPN, Sportsnet. It's been on many different conversational pieces as well with known figures on talk shows, and we haven't jumped in, and we're not going to dive into it as much as it already has been because obviously we keep the news relative here on our uploads, and I just want to dive into, Par, what you're feeling about all this potential. Is it just a bunch of back-and-forth nonsense trying to figure something out, or are they – Are they just waiting to release the plan that they probably already have in place?
3: I don't know. I think if you're anyone running an organization right now, all you're doing every day is waking up and checking those daily COVID numbers because it doesn't really matter what part of the world you're trying to run your sport in. It's not really getting any better. Yeah, there's some promising vaccines that have potentially come out. And that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But, oh, it is. and I mean, the NFL hasn't been perfect. They've been trying to come back with fans, something that the NHL has really, really been hoping to get because that's a big part of the revenue. And then on top of that, you're looking at a January 1, uh, 72 game campaign. January 1, yeah, right. Good luck. There's no way you're going to get those players back. I remember uh, TSN they were speaking on how if that's the case, these players are going to have to give up their Christmas break, which is part of their CBA. Are players going to do that? Mm, I mean, I don't know if I would. If if it's in my contract that I'm going to get it, I'm going to want it. 72 games as well, finishing up by the summer to try to get back on track for the following season. That's a lot of games and not a lot of time. But onto the fun part, an All-Canadian division would be amazing. But just like I was last season... I was cautiously optimistic and I was pleasantly surprised at the, the way that they delivered, the way that the league managed to put on a season in the terrific playoffs. Um so I I don't know. I really want to fall in love with this all Canadian division. I mean the Leafs playing like the Canucks the uh, X amount of times, 10 plus games.
1: Oh play. Wow. Oilers you know I know Dane would love that competition for you and I you know obviously oh my goodness. fans it would be something and you got to think what the Canadian team uh, division Toronto arguably mm-hmm. is the favorite in that division and, and that's uh, I, don't, I don't know I you don't know you don't think so I know that's the odds in the old good old Vegas routine if you're still a gambling individual during this COVID times but you know, that, that's that been the odds that they would be favorites. Who do you think would give them a good run? If you're talking about a Canadian division, if all in all happens, who can give the Leafs a run? Uh, defensively, every, every any team competes with Toronto defensively. <laughs> yeah.
3: Off- yeah, I know a couple of beer league teams in the Sioux that compete with them defensively.
1: Honestly, offensively, I know we have somebody on Edmonton that's a, a fellow Canadian and also a stud that plays hockey. If anyone doesn't know who that is, it's a number 97, Connor McDavid, not number 97, Joel Thornton, uh, but on the Toronto Maple Leafs. But you got to say that Toronto has that high octane offense that I don't think other teams in Canada really have. There's Winnipeg. Uh, if A actually, you know, decides to,
3: he he probably won't be there. I I don't, I don't know. It's really looking like he's leaving.
1: Oh, for sure. And that looks like a change there. Ottawa's on the rebuild. They've had a great off season though, as you know, we've talked about the off season already in the first part, but they, uh, they had a great off season. Montreal has made some improvements. They overspent, but in terms of that offense, it's just going to flare and score goals. That's Toronto. That is pure Toronto all the way. But is that when you division?
3: Well, uh, it doesn't matter if it wins you a division anymore for the Leafs. It does not matter. All they got to do is get there. Like if I think as Leafs fans, like you at this point, I just want to see them win something after the regular season. It's been nice seeing teams that win and break the records, the franchise records for points and all of that. But it's all been smoke blowing up our asses for, for this entire time. All they've been selling is false hope. Um, For the playoffs to win the division, any offense I think could get hot, especially Edmonton's they can, Calgary's can get hot if they wanted to, Vancouver. I don't know why people are writing off Braden Holtby so quickly. That's one thing I haven't understood. Yeah, he had a a pretty brutal season last season, but I mean, you give a guy a a little new fire underneath him, something to play for again, where he probably feels he brings a lot of veteran leadership to that locker room and a lot of, you know, he's been there before. He's lost a lot before. He's won and that's that can play huge for the or for the Leafs rather. Yeah, talking about veterans going to the Leafs and getting <laughs> and getting. Uh, yeah, that's another story too. Joe Thornton, Yark. But yeah, back to the Canucks. Uh, I I think any of the Western teams out there can do it. Uh, and Winnipeg, yeah, they can do it too. I'm not so sure about um, Montreal or Ottawa, but I don't necessarily think either of those teams got worse either.
1: See, and just to give, I'm gonna give everyone a quick synopsis about what the divisions would be. There'd be four mm-hmm. divisions. Canadian division which would be Toronto, Vancouver, Ottawa, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, and Winnipeg. The Pacific Central would be San Jose, Vegas, L.A., Arizona, Anaheim, Colorado, Minnesota, and Dallas. The Atlantic Central is what it would be called. Just like The other one would be Pacific Central. The Atlantic Central would be the Bruins, the Lightning, the Sabres, the Panthers, the Red Wings, the Hawks, the Predators, and the Blues. And then the Metropolitan, the most favorited name in hockey for a division. Not... <laughs> The New York Rangers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers, New Jersey Devils, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Capitals, and the Jerks. If you don't know what the Jerks are, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. So that would be the division alignment, okay? Now, it depends if, like, Florida's had, you know, a lot of issues when it comes to COVID, if all this is going to kind of work out travel-wise. But that would be the alignment, and that list that I got is as per mile hockey. What uh, There's other websites you can get it on as well, social media, the NHL.com. There's so many sites you can get all this proposed uh, kind of information from. Uh, but, again, the Canadian division seems – it makes sense because of the border closures, right? Mm-hmm. In the United States, they have the ability to still travel, and it's just a certain particular states and cities in the United States – that are not having a great time right now, okay, in Florida, and also close to home here.
3: and Yeah, I was about to say, Canada's not having the best time either right now. Ontario's breaking records every day.
1: Exactly. Ontario's getting high, and I know close to us across the border, Michigan's numbers are starting to go up a little bit too. Everywhere is going up.
3: <laughs> Our city.
1: <laughs> yeah, li- literally. And there's going to be in- issues in terms of COVID, I think, but if the NHL has a season start, they got to have precautions in place that are, are going to resolve this. Maybe, you know, I know they're going to want teams to play at home and still to travel and everything of such. And the biggest problem is players got to travel and leave their families, right? For example, Matthews, a Toronto Maple Leaf forward, is from Arizona. He still has to move to Toronto anyways during the season to play hockey now if his dad's going to move to Toronto going to place in Toronto you guys like Mitch Marner Jake Muzzin and Zach Hyman guys that have family in Toronto it's a little bit easier for them because they're able to see it but what i think is a good idea overall with these alignments is yes do these divisions as such but maybe you spend a certain amount of time in one city as a hub then you spend, a, you spend a certain amount of time in another city, then in another city, then in another city within the divisions enough times where you get enough games in so you're able to still have that travel, different ice, maybe some teams are still able to get kind of different eyes, if you will, in terms of seeing family or just if if maybe some things are lifted down the road in terms of viewership outside if they're social distancing, maybe some other cities can have that community income from those teams at those respective hotels, right? There's a side of business that people don't understand in hockey that the like the the cities and communities make money from this the hotels like in Toronto the the teams are playing paying those hotels to stay there right they, they had to pay to, to play and if that's where maybe they can help out these cities and still kind of help the that type of economy that's just me shooting shit out to be honest but I don't know what you say Par. I don't know if that'd be a good idea or maybe if they just stay in one city or do they just travel anyways because Canada yes there's red zones now that you won't be able to travel because if you go through a red zone you know you've technically got a quarantine so there's so many different factors
3: ah uh, yeah like I, I go back to the NFL model and I mean It isn't perfect, but they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's been cases on teams that have had to shut down and have seen repercussions for violating different policies put in place by the league. And that's what the NHL fears. Uh, Does it happen? Uh, It's so hard to say. The bubble works. The NBA and the NHL both prove that, but... traveling I don't know it's just so hard to see this these next 2 months are going to are going to show a lot by based on what happens in the world and that could completely swing the potential of next season even happening Here's
1: here's the thing that Gary Bettman said. This is as per TSN.ca. He, he mentioned, quote-unquote, obviously we're not going to move all seven Canadian franchises south of the 49th parallel. And so we have to look at alternative ways to play. And while crossing the U.S.-Canadian border is an issue, we're also seeing within the United States limitations in terms of quarantining when you go from certain states to other states. It's, again, part of having to be flexible. It may be better. Uh, it may be that we're better off Sorry, particularly if we're playing a reduced schedule, which are we are contemplating keeping it geographically centric, more divisional based, and realigning again on a temporary basis to do to deal with the travel issue. So overall, he what he's saying at that point is that there's the limitation and the quarantine that we just alluded to from going to different spots, different cities, going over the border. There's you listen, the NHL is not above the government. Okay, they they they, they can't. No. Come. And say this, like there's nothing he even said earlier in the conference. You'll play for 10 to 12 days. You'll play a bunch of games without traveling. You'll go back. You go back home for a week, be with your family. We'll have testing protocols and all the other things that you need to kind of see more of a – and Hobbs are a hybrid system. So there's a couple deciding ways that are going to affect this. And I like that way of going into a certain city, playing those 10 to 12 days, and going somewhere else to play with it. Vision. i think that's a smart way to do it you take a week off or two you have the testing in place the rapid testing is what's in place that could be really beneficial but that's the thing that things can happen overnight you can have it one day but or sorry not have it one day but two days later have it right so and what i mean by it okay is not pennywise the clown okay i'm talking about it it's COVID 19 okay so the only
3: the only thing that might be a problem there is i don't even know where i was going with that point the it joke got me It got Timmy threw me off what i was thinking about Anyways, I'll let you continue, Dave.
1: No, you see, honestly, I think that Batman has been pretty good in this. And a lot of people, I know it's, everyone pokes fun at Bettman for, you know, for it gets booed when he gets the cup or people scrutinize him. But this guy has been a fantastic commissioner overall,
3: okay? Honestly, if you Money, really, money talks, man, money talks.
1: And he's been – he knows what – when it comes to money, the guy knows what to do with money, okay? I should be hiring this guy to do my books, okay, because I <laughs> – I mean, tell you, I don't know, I don't know how to do the books. So this guy has done a lot for the National Hockey League and he's gonna do the right thing. And honestly, the United States being the direction that they are, you know, they have a change in leadership, which hashtag celebration. I don't know if I should say that on a sports show, but there it is. Oh,
3: getting political. Whoa. Uh,
1: But at the end of the day, sorry if anyone disagrees, but you know, they're gonna it's gonna be a change there. And he goes into office January twentieth, and he's gonna he is full on covid safety okay so the everything it might be even changed from what was going on you can't go there and rewrite laws don't get me wrong that's not going to happen but even on our side of the border here on the canadian side you know i know ford's a big hockey fan obviously he's he's already voiced his displeasure about body contact in the uh, in the junior hockey levels and also I think we I mean, all have yes and I, that might be I might uh, that might also be a conversation in the nhl level which if that's the case then don't nah. even OK, hitting has to be a part of it. And that's where we're going to transition here quickly to kind of get to our last couple topics here, apart before we let you go. And yeah, we've sure. had we've had the discussions about uh, on the show numerous times on the ESPN 1400 editions and about the body contact. OK, and the, the, what, I, what I'm talking about and connecting the alignment and the leadership direction leading to this topic is that the laws aren't going to be re- rewrote in a day. They are in place and they're going to stay in place, period. So that's why the realignment is being planned out as it is, period. And that's why the body contact of no body contact is being considered, just so people can get on the ice. And it's already being experimented, par. Here locally, if you consider junior hockey in the NOJHL, uh, with the Sioux Thunderbirds, obviously, you know, Trevor Zachary here with Northern Superior Brewing Company being heavily involved with the Sioux Thunderbirds, obviously given his role, and general manager, obviously, if no one knows what that is, Uh, but it's it's already been put in place and they're starting to use it within their exhibition games before they go into their season so it's already being used in these leagues and if it really works out would the NHL actually consider doing a no body contact if it's successful in junior and if these cases uh, don't change in the rates
3: uh, uh, there's just think about it like you're you're taking a face off against another guy you're practicing close enough you can lick him and I think Brad Marchand did do that at one point when he was lined up Well, what's the point? They're lined up. They're standing beside each other for 10 seconds before the pucks drop. Let's say the referee's having a conversation or whatever. When you get hit, you get hit and you fall to the ice. That's it. You're not next to the guy anymore, and it's only for a second. What's a a battle in front of the net? How long does that take? What's a battle in the corner? How long does that take? It's just – it just doesn't make any sense. And, And anyone that knows a lick about hockey can tell you that.
1: No, and I couldn't agree more. If anyone says that no hitting, if it works in junior, it should go up to the National Hockey League. I, I would like to sit you down in our gem studio here uh, and have <laughs> a, a quick a quick chat, if you will, uh, with the door closed, obviously, and hopefully some soundproof walls so I can yell at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, I don't I don't believe in uh, changing that because. Yes, you touch it's making contact. I get it. I get it. I understand what COVID is. So does everybody else. But the NHL playoffs have already happened, right? We've already had that happen. And it was extremely successful. Right? It was it was awesome pocket to watch. It sucks that there was no fans in the stands, right? That mm-hmm. was completely different. You know, that, like obviously Saint Louis wins on the road last year in Boston prior to that. So we haven't seen a a huge fan base celebration on winning a Stanley Cup in a number a couple of years, right? So I missed watching that. The fans mm-hmm. really change. They change the momentum of a game. The fans really do. They don't think they do, but let me tell you, fans. They, the players love it when fans get into it. And, you know, maybe if uh, maybe if Dallas was on home ice. Maybe it would have been a different series. I'm not saying they would have beat Tampa, and I'm not here to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals because that's older news. But my point is, they already took out the fans, and that's the best way to do it. That's something that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is taking out body contact in the national level. I understand why they do it in the junior level. They're giving it a try. They want to get the games on. The parents are still involved in a certain degree with the younger ones. If you talk about certain age groups, it's a little bit different. Okay, the National Hockey League does not need to do that, but this all ties in to the alignment and the plans of the National Hockey League. And if there's anyone that we can trust, it's Bettman and his crew because they know what they're doing and they've already proved that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can't – Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that we even have to sit here and have this conversation about the possibility of no body checking being continued throughout after a trial run – Oh, man. like I don't even think the players would get on board. I think the the Players Association would probably just be like, yeah, nah, we're actually not going to do that.
1: That's going to be a no for me, dog.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there was a meme for any time, that would be it right now.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a no. So there's another point I want to bring up part that I thought was a really good story, and this is as per NHL.com as well. And I've heard this story through a lot of individuals that are involved in the NCAA ranks that I've reached out to have the discussion. They told me hmm. to refer. This story to bring up, and it's about the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Okay, uh, they they they're committing 17 million dollars to preserve and enhance the only NCAA Division One program team in the the South, southeastern United States. Okay, like goalie uh, Cam Talbot, there's an alumni uh, for UAH, and uh, honestly, they're trying to really change over uh, that program. The university and former UAH players Sheldon. Waltinski, founder and board chairman of the select group, and Tasco Safikis, I probably butchered that, president and CEO of Maynards Industries, have pledged to provide a combined $17 million over 10 years for the hockey program. UAH hockey begins its 42nd season on November the 20th. As we know about the NCAA, is starting to get back in action against Robert Morris University, and that's which is located near Pittsburgh. Now, this UAH program has a long history, and as per Darren Dawson said, a long and cherished history. And it's good. To, my whole point of bringing this up is because it's good to see funding being put into the education, despite what's going on in the world right now, to try to enhance and save the school from and try to repair the issues that are going on with it and to college route in sports is everyone in Canada looks at the OHL, right? And everyone mm-hmm. in the United States looks at NCAA, which is fair. You can look at some of our hosts here on the Game Sports Show, Scott Nason, EJ Russell, just to name, two of them that are really involved in the NCAA. And if you got me in that conversation, I I sometimes know what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> but if you want to start talking about the OHL and sports here in Canada, I'll, I'll talk – until the mics fall off and you know that part better than anybody so oh yes sir so overall to see the funding get put back into schools i think that's really important the athletics in ncaa because you know the the schools are taking hits with this that people don't understand due to the pandemic
3: yeah what i always enjoy seeing and what you yourself and anyone else out there listening right now that's a hockey fan should love to see is hockey growing in a place where it might not necessarily be popular i mean that's the only way that you're going to see um salary caps go up and bigger deals and better presentation and overall just a better product i mean like if you sit down and you and this is no dig at the nhl but this is just kind of putting into perspective on how much money the leagues bring in like the nfl if you turn on that presentation for a sunday game it does blow the nhl out of the water presentation wise and it's just just the way that it is so i feel like it growing in the Southeast states or somewhere crazy like Australia where there's a bit of a following for it. Like all of these different places where hockey isn't maybe the number one sport there, trying to make an effort. That's awesome. That is awesome. Hats off to them.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, for the NCAA hockey is a very exciting uh, route to watch hockey. It's obviously close to home as well with the with Lake Superior State University uh, Lakers and a lot of alums that have been a part of that team. And it was just over the border for us uh, to 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 look at but obviously now we are prohibited from crossing over the border so just mm-hmm. to have lucky restart that is what is very important now part of the last topic i want to bring up here tonight before we let you go is kind of on the outside of what active sports and hockey that are going on it's about video
3: games oh thank goodness let's go okay i'm so super glad we're talking about this
1: so there's a people are wondering okay what
3: do yes we, wa- we are good yes with- we are good
1: so there's one thing. Yes, the Game Sports Show is a EASHL team. If no one knows what that is, well, that that is in NHL 21, uh, the new EA Sports NHL 21 game that's been released. Uh, PS4, I know everyone's got the PS5, come with there's Xbox, there's different options. But in terms of our team, uh, the Game Sports Show, uh, you know, that's obviously, that is something that we do in terms of free time. Everyone's wondering, hey, what can we do in this situation? What do we do? Can you get myself? I bought a house. I've been doing renovations. That's one thing and getting our office set for launch in which we are recording in right now. And now what do I do on free time when I'm still up and, and I want to do something? If I, Or if I don't want to go out and spend money, I want to save money. What are good options, Par, that you could do?
3: Uh, well, taking a quick, uh, quick little gander down to the dojo. And, uh, you know, putting in some work, putting in some effort, some time, and uh, getting out massive results when we're picking up fat dubs on the daily, man. We go – uh, dude, oh, I'm so glad we were talking about this. Our the, team
1: – The dojo. Our, he knows what the dojo is though, part. You got to explain what the dojo is. Okay? The dojo
3: has been a term coined by the captain of the Game Sports Show, David McKay, because uh, sometimes, sometimes when you just score a lot, you just scream random things. And sometimes those random things stick. And uh, Dave welcomed us to the dojo one day and we never left. I think I remember the play
1: exactly. I literally rocked a guy in the video game. I think he went four feet in the air and down, picked up the puck, (laughs) something called, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, something called the gym excuse, okay? (laughs) That's a very, that's patented probably by the way, by me, so don't look it up though. And I walked in and sniped, why should I say I walked in, I dangled through my analog stick and sniped and I yelled up and said, welcome to the dojo. And the dojo is now the term that we use for our home rink when we're playing on the Game Sports Show EASHL team, Home Ice. So I say when people – when we score goals, when there's hits, welcome to the dojo. My whole point of bringing up this topic is that you're able to do things on this platform to keep yourself busy with friends. If you can't go out – I encourage – I can't believe I'm saying this on this show, but a lot of people don't bring it up. I encourage playing video games with friends, even if it's not gel. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's Fortnite, if it's Call of Duty, I don't know if I'm allowed to really say those names, given our sponsors, but screw it. I did anyways. And, you know, you can have that time with friends. You know,
3: I mean, for me, like I don't even play video games unless I'm playing with one of my friends. I do it like almost entirely for the social aspect of them, except for NHL, where I take names.
1: I oh, and I, I'm gonna say something about you though, Pa. You take those games real seriously. It's good though. You're you're you, you take those
3: real Ty, seriously. Ty's been calling me out lately. He's like, man, it just doesn't seem like you want it lately. It doesn't seem like you want it. So I took that, and now I've been going off again. I'm I'm back, boys. Took took a little three day break, but I'm back. I'm off. I'm on fire
1: like that Ty, of course is a friend of ours that plays on our roster my point of uh, saying that point is that you can make a team on this eashl website if you have it get your friends together make a team make a jersey make a rank uh, get your own custom goal horn create your own players and you build your way up from division 10 to division one and you can move up play against the best in the world have fun there's uh, there's there's certain tournament games where you can be a part of the arcade threes. There's sixes. There's threes. So you can play three on three or six on six. Six on six, meaning that five are on the ice, obviously, but you can have somebody in net, so you can play goalie. There's just a lot of options. I really want to promote this platform of video games, in particular with uh, with NHL, because the Games4 show is involved. And I am issuing out a challenge if anyone has a team that you think can compete with let me tell you an absolute threat of a roster. And I'm not trying to be uh, sarcastic. I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm being a cocky asshole right now because we are very, oh, yeah. uh, very good. We would love and welcome a challenge and we would definitely stream it on our website. And how do you stream on the game sports website? We don't have that streaming option up. Uh, I'll leave it at that. There's the tease. Uh, there's a little bit of a tease for you in terms of maybe that if you want to play us, we will record it of we'll a bunch of different recordings. If you beat us, maybe we'll make a bet with you. Maybe make it friendly. I want to really encourage everyone to get involved and play and get your friends onto this. Doesn't matter what age. But if you want to issue a challenge, if you think that you're better than the Game Sports Show EASHL team, give me a shout. Contact through our website. Reach out to anybody. And good luck in advance, because the dojo welcomes all visitors, but you have to <laughs> bow to your sensei when you leave.
3: Oh, I love it. I love it. I love
1: it. <laughs> There's the promotion part that you have been waiting for, for ESHL. I wanted to waste five minutes of everybody's life to talk about video games and talk about
3: about how good we are at video games.
1: How good we are at it. And it's been a half hour, part, a little bit extra time, but I wanted to give that to us uh, because this is our first one that we've done in a little bit. But we will be back on frequently now. We will have these news shows uh, in terms of content as well. And local sports are really coming up here in Sault Ste. Marie for our local side opposed to our national side of news. So we're going to be here more frequently, part, And hopefully next time it is – I love Arc Chat's. But hopefully you're inside the gem studios with us and that you are enjoying a nice pint from Northern Superior Brewing Company and that you are here in person for our for our segment opposed to, you know, just through the airways. I don't get because it sucks when I can't see your face. You know, I like it it sucks. It breaks my heart, you know, and uh, but we still got this done and we had a great segment today. So I want to say thank you very much for taking the time uh, to come on and be a part of this show because people have been waiting to hear your
3: voice. Hey, man, I'm super glad that we got to do this. We, I think we hit all the topics we wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the Canadian division. I wanted to talk about video games. I'm happy, dude. Let's, uh, let's keep this show on rolling, shall we?
1: Like that. Now, you know what? Last thing before I let you go, then. Top team in your mind that had the best off season. We didn't talk about this, obviously, because you weren't in the first
3: part. Hmm. Well.
1: We'll leave your opinion before we go to commercial
3: what team did the best okay I'll, I'll do the team that I think did the best in the sense of oh my god they could actually do that How did the Buffalo Sabres convince Taylor Hall to go play one year there? <laughs> that is the most impressive fleece job I've ever seen. What did they do there's no way no one wanted Taylor Hall and wouldn't have paid that much like how did the Colorado Avalanche not go like you know here's like the comparable money come win and there's no way he just went nah but buffalo they're really on the up and up no, no I don't, that that team surprised me the most i'll leave it at that
1: so you're going to go with the surprise route you don't that that i like that
3: a yeah uh, yeah i don't know who did the best i mean i was just so caught up in what the least did this offseason and just being satisfied like a like a b grade satisfied for them so i got kind of i got kind of caught up and lost in that that mumbo jumbo haha <laughs> pardon the pun uh, I I like,
1: did there. i'm leaving it at that that is perfect par again thank you very much hey thanks uh, nice, dude we're gonna take our break here a part of the game sports show and the game entertainment media inside the gym studios this episode again i gotta remind you brought to you by Norin superior brewing company in sault st marie ontario we're gonna take our commercial break we come back it's the last part of this upload and we have connor henderson coming on the show for his new segment strike zone And it's going to be fantastic So we have a lot of baseball chat to get into. And I know Connor has quite the agenda that he wants to dive into. Make sure that you stay tuned on the Game Sports Show so you can hear all the great commercials that are coming up. Everyone loves hearing commercials. Then when we come back, we will hear from Connor Henderson. Don't go anywhere. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Zach Kelly. I'm a professional goaltender in the Washington Capitals organization. If you're a sports person, well, you need to download my new app. It's called Living Sisu, S-I-S-U. Everything about sports, from discounts to events to just learning new tips and tricks about sports. Download the app, follow us on Instagram.
4: We have the app just came
1: out there on iOS and Android. Just want to say a big shout-out to the guys at the Game Sports Show. Thanks a lot, and I
4: really appreciate you guys, and we'll talk real soon
3: the game sports show and game entertainment media want to give a quick stick tap to livingsisu.com sisu is a Finnish word for determination tenacity and resiliency livingsisu.com wants to activate your lifestyle by offering discounts and exclusive offers from your favorite sports brands sign up is free at livingsisu.com where you will earn instant offers that will help you save on sports tools products supplements and so much more be sure to check it all out at livingsisu.com
1: The Game Sports Show is pleased to shout out a partner, additional home, and sponsor to Northern Superior Brewing Company, located on 50 Pym Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Northern Superior Brewing Company having a strong presence locally with many beers to offer. With much involvement in the community of Sault Ste. Marie, Northern has a sport and friendly-like atmosphere within its tap room, and during the summer months, it is a must to visit Pier 55 to enjoy some delicious food, amazing view of the water, and view of the Bushpillay Museum, right on the cusp of the Hub Trail, and of course all of that down with a delicious brew from Northern Superior. Northern Superior Brewing company it's a northern thing
0: yo dave hold on i know you're in canada but don't forget we're an american show too i gotta give a special shout out to one of our american sponsors for the show moe's pub in escanaba
1: best pub in escanaba 24 tvs and all the nfl games on every sunday multiple local craft beers on tap there's no place better to catch the game moe's pub in escanaba sorry for the interruption dave back to you see ya welcome back to the game sports show david you here again for the last part Of this upload and any with a bang if you will or any with a swing for the fences if you will i'm here joined in our new segment by the host of the strike zone on the gem platform connor henderson connor how's it going my friend
4: i'm doing good dave glad to be back
1: uh you know what it feels great to say the strike zone for the first time officially introducing the show on this platform of both GEM, the Game Entertainment Media, and the Game Sports Show. And if anyone is not familiar with what the strike zone is going to be, it's pretty self explanatory, especially with Connor's profession inside this platform being our baseball analyst. But Connor will be doing uploads with the strike zone being all about baseball of course, both locally in our home base of Sault Ste. Marie, so make sure we touch our community base, but as well as national baseball news, and that goes from the collegiate level, that goes to the major leagues, that goes overseas, whatever is the hot-button topics, if you will, in baseball, Connor will be the individual to tune into here on the GEM platform, because you'll have all your bases covered. Oh, I love these puns that I'm throwing out there. I'm very impressed with myself. But nonetheless, Connor, this is your show. Yes, as you we discussed, we're going to have myself and you on the show. We will have a, a third guest once in a while through our staff members of the GEM platform, but it's you and I here tonight getting the first official upload of the Strike Zone, and I want you to get us started.
4: Thanks, Dave. To start today, we're going to touch on the issues regarding coaches in the MLB. It's been a hot-button topic now. For the last 48 hours or so, between Dave Roberts and and the COVID controversy, nine Dodgers now actively have COVID, all stemming from the Justin Turner scandal that we witnessed at the World Series, following right on through to Tony La Russa and his recent hiring, namely Marcus Stroman, former Blue Jays pitcher, ripping him hard in the media, Dave. He absolutely went in on him, said that. Uh, he, no amount of money could possibly justify him signing for a coach like Tony LaRussa. For those of you who don't know the backstory here, Tony LaRussa has a ring. He's a World Series champion manager, but was recently found drunk driving and was charged for a DUI. And Stroman, who's been an advocate not only with his Height Doesn't Measure Heart platform, but for African American. Uh, youth athletes and watchers around the world. Tony La Russa has a history of questioning Colin Kaepernick in the Black Lives Ma- Matter uh, movement, especially in 2016. Which, seeing how the protests and the public pressure has uh, grown and, and evolved today, the comments haven't aged well, Dave. They just haven't. So, seeing seeing this between Tony La Russa and and his new relationship with a modern wave of more progressive uh, ideal, uh, ideologies from their players, it's uh it looks like rough waters there right off the get-go.
1: You know, honestly, at the end of the day, this is the whole point of modern sports, and there's no no place in that in the world of sports. Okay, and uh, do you agree with Marcus Stroman's point of view and? Uh, do you feel uh, that with Marcus Stroman saying this, that hopefully that it continues that movement for positive direction in uh, today's society?
4: I, I really do. I feel like now, especially with the platforms that these coaches, managers and players are given, they have the responsibility to be a role model. And when you get caught drunk driving and allegedly tell the officers, do you see my ring? Do you see my That's a terrible message for not only the youth watching the sport, but uh, all the dads maybe bringing their kids to the game and having one too many, and it's just not the message that the MLB wants to be sending in the 21st century. No,
1: Honestly, if you go up to a police officer at the
4: time that you are uh, getting pulled over for any kind of
1: uh, issue that you've been doing while driving or just in the public and you say that, hey, uh, I'm a World Series champion or I got a ring, that just shows a level of I'm going to say it. I know you won't. I want you to keep it professional. And I'm going to go off the grid with a professional. But that is a douche comment to say. That's the word I want to use. And... I, I'm 100% back up Marcus Stroman, and we have seen a lot of positive change, especially recently uh, since last week in the United States in particular, but we're not jumping into politics here on this show, but there has been progression in the world of sports, politics, everything of such, and I think this could be a hinder or a step back, and to have what happened with La Russa isn't a positive
4: uh, hiring for the MLB whatsoever. And Dave, I feel like the word ownership really resonates in this case. Tony LaRusa doesn't take ownership when you say in that situation, "Do you see my ring?" That's no justification for, for breaking the law and not only endangering yourself but but others around you. Uh, now on the flip side of that, Alex Cora, recently hired by the Red Sox, rehired, mind you, after the uh, recent hiring and then releasing due to his involvement with the Houston Astros scandal. Now, Alex Cora came on the record recently and said, I deserved punishment. That's the type of messaging that, that I feel like is what's needed when we see these coaches, these role models with their platform and, and how they should be handling themselves uh, given the responsibilities that come with managing a team.
1: Honestly, having those individuals that are going to come forward and say that—that that is the positive. Own when you've done something negative. Just be literally honest about it, okay. And if there's something wrong, they should have been punished for. Be straight up with it. That goes in the world of baseball. It goes in the world of hockey. It goes in the world of football. Doesn't matter what it is. Even in the in the workforce today, that the, the Astros, okay. And they were close to making the World Series this year. okay. and if they would have made the World Series and even potentially won the World Series, I think that would have been a whole different other ballgame, if you will. Uh, But in terms of these players or managers that are so looked up upon by the youth or by the individuals like myself and yourself. Connor, you know we are uh, sports analysts. We are hosts. We uh, basically we're really involved in sports on the media side, uh, but we are also still fans, and we look up to certain individuals because of their achievements. And we we look at individuals that have high statures or high success in their particular sport. Doesn't matter what the sport is. And if you win a World Series, you are someone who's made a big big step in your career and that you are looked up upon as a champion in your legacy. And the Astros last year, the, uh, the allegations and even everything going into this year, especially with Joe Kelly and everything of such, it, it's, it's been something in the world of baseball. And even going back to the, the La Russa discussion, the baseball does not need this in baseball.
4: No, absolutely not. Especially when you have former executives like Jeff Lou now, now coming out saying that he's willing to sue the Astros for $22 million. He alleges that he was fired despite not knowing about the sign stealing. Come on, Dave. We're in a situation here where you're telling me that even if Jeff didn't know about the sign stealing, that's plain and simple negligence on his part. And I don't think that the ownership group should have any loyalty to someone who orchestrated such an embarrassing Uh, display on the field
1: honestly if (laughs) to say that if you were a part of that astros team and to say that you didn't know that was happening no one's gonna believe you anyways okay i'm sorry you must need some some concrete evidence if you will to show that you had no involvement at all you better show that you were at home for every game and that your cell phone was off, that you were never at a practice and you were literally just a shadow or there in spirit because anyone that was a part of that Astros organization and all the allegations for anyone from top to bottom, maybe outside the fields crew, OK, is going to get questioned about everything and you're going to get pointed fingers at or get scrutinized for whatever involvement that you have within that team. And that's just the way it is, unfortunately but when you have to cheat your way to get to the top you're gonna have that and 22 million dollars hey that's a big large chunk of money okay you know and it, it I, maybe he's just looking for a certain payday I don't know where he's getting this particular amount from if he feels like this is something that's gonna hinder his career getting his family said I don't know if he looked in the safe and realized there's only a couple of dollar bills left in there but overall this is not a uh, a positive outlook just again for baseball baseball when you think about it connor's had a lot of uh, kind of kind of a lot of negative uh, statements about them even from the start of the year i'm saying how they weren't handling the covid correctly right with the miami Marl with the marlin sorry with having their covid cases going around the league and then this season you know it was a very expedited season of course they did that correctly but then the- it didn't really feel the same as baseball but then you still have the astros going on and now you have uh, everything that's been going on in society outside of baseball, that it affects inside baseball. Overall, baseball needs to try to repair that image that's been kind of damaged this past season. Is that fair to say?
4: Yes. Two years in a row now, we've had scandals from our World Series champions. The cheating from the Houston Astros and the lack of COVID safety from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that's the problem.
1: Good I like that. That is, I know, that's one thing we were to bring up. And the Dodgers, with Justin with Turner be in there, Connor? The guy got tested positive for COVID-19, and he's there celebrating with teammates.
4: Yeah, and what's sad is there's reports that there will be no punishment for this. Now nine Dodgers actively have COVID. Uh, and when you look at the legacies of guys like Clayton Kershaw, do we ignore the fact that all of these yeah. uh. oh my goodness all of these skirting of the rules were going on in the background it's hard to say
1: oh that's i didn't even think it i know kershaw finally gets gets his ring after so much negative for his playoff performances in particular but again to see that there was no punishment you know everyone says uh oh, people have so many different opinions connor again this is something that could be discussed about to the end of time because when it comes to one's opinion that's where they're set on you're not really going to change someone's mind in particular so uh, with with COVID, it was like, oh so he had the flu i heard some people talk to me that are actually sort of they they're really i shouldn't say sort of they are involved in the world of sports in, in and sort of degree and said oh so he had the flu when i hear that about COVID, okay listen this is this has the symptomatics of the flu. Yes, I get it. But it's more serious it's the worldwide pandemic. Okay. And the nine Dodgers that have gotten COVID, you know, we anticipate that they're going to recover fully. But what if something happens to one of those players that, you know, is the worst case scenario that I won't say because obviously you don't want that to happen? And, or what if it really makes them sick or affects something in their system going forward? Then does that change at all the mindset of any fans out there? Connor, that maybe that there should have been punishment, or overall there should have been punishment anyways. You have COVID 19, and you're at the field celebrating with your teammates. I don't care if you got a mask on. I don't care if you're wearing the Darth Vader outfit. Okay, outside on the field, you don't be doing that. You stay home. Unfortunately, you can't celebrate with your teammates when you when you won the World Series because you have COVID 19. And at the end of the day, even though he tested positive. He tested positive, too, uh, while playing, too, if I remember correctly, right? So, like, there was a lot of safety issues, right, that really went on in the MLB this year. And it's basically like the NHL and the NBA were sitting there and they said – OK, this is how we're going to do it. And they did it correctly. Look at the bubble in the NHL and look at the bubble in the NBA. I know the NBA had some issues with people that wanted to order food. OK, and maybe some people coming in, unwanted visitors in the room. But and that could have happened in hockey as well, is what I'm being told. But from the safety side of the league, they did really good. OK, really well, very strong reinforcement that I'll give those uh, those leaks. But the MLB basically just woke up one morning, got out of bed. Turn on the lights in the room, put on their clothes for the day, went out the door without brushing their teeth and eating breakfast, went into work and said, screw it, let's do this. Okay, And that's really where I felt the MLB went this year.
4: Yeah, the NBA especially set the bar so high. NHL too, especially given the border restrictions that were involved, and, and they fought through it and they did it the right way. Now, the bulk of MLB games that are needed to perform a season, even a reduced schedule is so much that I understand it is difficult to uh, play all those games in one or two fields in a bubble situation. We also need to clarify here that the intent is not to attack the victim. Obviously, when we're talking about the hate thrown at Justin Turner, this isn't getting mad at him because he caught the virus. That That's not what we're trying to do here. It's the actions taken when it's reasonable to expect that you are infected and could hurt your teammates, your the friends, uh, the family. Uh, what if one of your teammates uh, had a close relationship with their grandparent or like an elderly parent? You know what I mean? Like, so it has extraneous effects here. We're not blaming catching the virus. It's about the actions you take once you know that you have it or that you reasonably should know that you have it. And in the MLB's case, wow, they are lucky that the series ended when it did.
1: Oh, very lucky. I bet you if the series didn't end when it did, it'd still be in pause mode right now, right? Really? Because if nine players have it, you're not playing, right? So you have to take two weeks and then you, you probably wouldn't jump right back into a game. We got to have some field time, do some more tests after that to make sure no one else caught the, the, uh, the virus. Right. And, the MLB is, is extremely fortunate. You said it right there that they were able to cap off the season at the time that they did. Okay. And still, I know you want to celebrate with your teammates, but come on, man. That's all. That's all I have to say to Justin Turner is come on, man, or to the Dodgers, whoever let him there. I'm sure he bugged, did whatever he could to try to get there. But there's something called taking proper safety procedures and looking out for the safety of others, okay? And as cases continue to climb worldwide, let alone just here in Ontario, Connor, and very close to our home as well, the first that we've seen a lot of cases really skyrocket, close to home, not really home, but close to home, sort of. It is a scary thing, and it's been around for essentially a calendar year people got to be able to have adapted by now and i that that is my big thumbs down to the for the mlb is how they address it this year once they come back to play they got to take many many other safety precautions and take it more seriously
4: yeah and if we're giving a thumbs down to the mlb then we're giving a thumbs up to kevin cash in fact let's give him two thumbs up one because he had the best record or the second best record in the league with a small, tiny, tiny market team in Tampa Bay. He also wins manager of the year because by pulling Blake Snell, he ended the World Series one game sooner, and we didn't have to deal with all this COVID stuff until it's after uh, the trophies were handed out. Oh,
1: that is perfect. I don't even want to add an additional comment to that because that is almost a perfect way to go. But I will say quickly, because I'm really urged to, would you have pulled Blake as a manager
4: or would you have kept him in? No, no, you, know, you got to keep him in, Dave. <laughs>
1: That is the most simplest anal- analyst anal- analyst answer. Wow, I said a lot of A's in that sentence. Answer that you're going to get on this show. Okay, anyone could have answered that question. Blake should have stayed in. Or in the words of Key and Peele, Balake should have stayed in the game. Okay, I want to make sure to let everybody know Key and Peele is not a sponsor on the show and all the trademark nonsense that I should have said prior to that. But over that, MLB, Connor, you and I are going to get quite familiar with each other here. We're going to have you on shows combined with shows even if it's a hockey upload or even in the pocket upload or even when we launch our soccer show eventually soon which i'm only going to tease that much about we got some soccer analysts on this panel if anyone forgot so we'll be having a soccer upload as well we're having all sports are covered here on the game sports show you know this but i'm also excited connor for you to have your own full uploads in particular as well, once we have that news to bring forward. So you and I are going to be doing uploads by the week or at most the bi-weekly basis. So what can we anticipate to discuss on the next edition of the strike zone?
4: Well, hopefully we'll have some new free agency news. that's that's next in line for for us. But until then, we can sit back, relax, and maybe even take a look towards the NFL season because, Uh, We had a long MLB year, and now it's time to to take a break, recharge, and go back at it when we're all rested and good to go.
1: I know the questions that I got a lot is, where's the baseball coverage that was frequent? as a question that I got a lot of, and it's something that we obviously had to improvise this year on different side of things due to hashtag COVID-19. I had to throw the hashtag out there because it's a worldwide thing. It's trending, if you will, uh, in the funniest way I can put it. And we ensured that we wanted to do this right after, fresh in the offseason so it transitions nicely into next season. Then hopefully, Connor, we have some local sports in, in our Sault Ste. Marie, even in Sault Ste. and the in the Algoma region as well to discuss uh, as we continue to transition into the other areas of our gem platform. Connor, i want to say thank you very much we went a little bit overtime on this first official upload of the strike zone it's going to be fun getting your own edition going and as i mentioned the strike zone is going to start catching on because i know you hit the strike zone quite well and what stats will give that for us
4: uh i think it was 64 percent of the time on our men's league team this year we were we were putting strikes in there from the mouth. <laughs>
1: if no one knows what we're talking about Connor and I play on the Gamesport Show Renegades baseball team that's locally in our home of Sault Ste. Marie Ontario and that means that we hit the strike zone 64% of the time and believe it or not I was a part of that pitching staff Connor can back me up on that I actually was for some freaking reason of desperation but Connor's (laughs) the ace I'm just the guy who
4: comes in and pretends I know what I'm doing Dave's too (laughs) humble he's a flamethrower look out for his fastball (laughs)
1: fastball to the fence and not because they're I'm hitting the fence because they're swinging for the fences but nonetheless this has been the first edition of the strike zone official upload we've had multiple baseball uploads but this is the first actual strike zone I just can't stop saying that I love Connor thank you very much for coming on and we'll be chatting soon my friend thanks have a good night Dave this has been the game sports show and you're brought to you by Gem, empowered by the game entertainment and media. You've been listening to the show on thegamesportshow.com or through the many social media or media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram, which is tagged at the Game Sport Show or through Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Podtail, or Amazon podcast platforms. Make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe on those platforms. Make sure you keep in touch with all of Gem's and also the Game Sport Show's news, both nationally, locally, and regionally all together to make sure you keep up with everything you need to know in the world of sports or other topics worldwide as well. And I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.